So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 to 20. I'm actually going to start just a little bit ahead of that. And yes, it's on the screen there. So starting at the end of 18. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence. For Christ. Thank you. So we'll get to that a little bit later, but first, I want you to talk a little bit about this week, because it's what's on everybody's mind. You see, we have had an amazing week, amazing couple weeks we will come into Bloomer. The week of Thanksgiving, and we've been able to not only become part of a new community, part of a new church family, make new friends, but as a family, we've been able to make new traditions. With having Thanksgiving on our own, and first of all, thank you for the many invites that we've had to your family Thanksgiving. We have felt just so amazed, so humbled with the amount of invites and the amount of gifts that we've had, so welcome. But it was a great experience to, for the first time in our life, have our own family Thanksgiving. Because every year we we'll always had a, an event with 30 to 50 people, extended family. Well, this year we decided, with it being a new adventure for us, let's just take a step back and focus on our family. So we had our own Thanksgiving. My wife did a great job of bringing the kids together, and each one made a pie and helped make the different different parts of the feast. And then we, we started new traditions of playing a game on Thanksgiving, going out for a, a hike Thanksgiving, and even getting the Christmas tree up. Now, my daughters are still a little bit mad at us because we haven't gotten the lights and the ornaments on the tree yet. I'm kind of that simple guy, but I really like just having a, the tree up with white lights. Just something about the simple elements is, is good to me. But we're going to try and get the tree decorated tonight. We're able to celebrate Thanksgiving, start new family traditions, and start off the Christmas season with the lighting of the lights at North Park, which... Again, a great family here in the church invite us into their family tradition to be part of that. We have a lot to be thankful for. We're thankful for all of the normal things and the most important things such as God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, and our families, our friends, our jobs, our spouses. But this year we have had a lot to add. And that all comes down to you, the Bloomer Baptist Church family. God works through Pastor Elvin and the many other ministries here who have made, made, that, made such a huge impact on this church and the community. So I wanted to give a quick response to that uh, due to our last week's message and being the, the passing of the shepherd's staff. It was a great blessing and a very humbling experience to be part of that service. And I value Pastor Elvin's legacy, his ministry here greatly. But I know that it's only because of God working through Pastor Elwin that any of that was possible. And I pray and I hope that we continue those things. But as we continue that legacy and as we create new legacies, we need to be looking towards God and His will and praying for Him to work through each and every single one of us. And we're in that together. So I look forward to seeing the future of Bloomer Baptist Church. And the BBC family has been nothing short of amazing through this process. It's been extremely uplifting to see the many gifts that have been continued to be sent our way. Not, not financial gifts, I mean, that's not a problem, but the gifts that really matter, which is giving up your time to welcome us, giving us a card in the mail, or having a card there when we came in, flowers, 
chocolate. People are getting donated parts of their own food out of their freezer or, or their livestock. So Jessica's going to smile because she educated me the difference on a cow the other day or an Angus because I like to say, wow, somebody gave us part of a cow. And she had to tell me, well, it's not really part of a cow. There's different types of cow. <laughs> I'm a city slipper. But I'm trying to fit in in a country world. I love it. Somebody donated part of a, some venison part of their, their deer to us. And it's just been great all, all that people are doing to make sure that we are welcome. And even speaking <coughs> to you this morning, I feel welcome. I truly feel we are family. And it makes it easier to get up here and talk to all of you when we feel like family. So thank you for all you have done and continue to do to allow us to come here and to do God's work together. We are blessed, we are thankful, but most importantly, we are grateful. And we're going to be talking about that today, but before we go any further about grateful, I want to transition to you. And Jessica helped talk about this a little bit to kind of transition your mind into thinking about what are you thankful for? So I've told you a lot about what I'm thankful for. So this week I took to Facebook. Facebook is often my survey tool, my resource, to be able to see what are people in the world doing. So yes, I will look up on a lot of guys on social media. So because of that, you guys now know, you can also look up on me. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I don't do much on Twitter, but I'm on those things. But it's mainly so that I can stay connected with people, connected with the body. And also so I can make an impact for Christ out there with old friends and family. I have a lot of people, a lot of friends that unfriend their people from high school because they say, I never talk to them, I don't even know them anymore. Well, I always struggle with getting rid of them because I think maybe, just maybe they'll see something I post that will make them go to a friend that they are still connected with and ask them about God. Or maybe they remember that, hey, Patrick's a pastor. Man, I'm going through some deep struggles. Patrick's a Christian. Let me contact Patrick and see what he has to say. I've had that happen. I've had friends from years ago. Just a few months ago, um, I had a friend that was having struggles with their baby with health issues. And he contacted me. We haven't talked for 10 years. And he just said, Patrick, I need you to keep us in prayer. And it opened up that, that communication again. But... Back on track, I went to Facebook to ask people, what are they thankful for? I waited purposely till after Thanksgiving, because I wanted to think, I wanted to give them time to think through that. So I asked them this, now that the week of Thanksgiving is coming to an end, please allow me to ask you all a question. The question I've either all been avoiding, or thinking about anyways, what are you thankful for? And don't worry if you're in this congregation and you're one of the people that answered me, I'm not going to point fingers at you. I'm not going to list names of who said what. They're really great answers. But I was hoping to get a variety of both worldly answers and biblical answers stemming from people's vast backgrounds on Facebook, as all of you can imagine. So I was quite entertained. I must admit I was actually filled with hope as many people mentioned first. They're thankful for God. They're thankful for their salvation. They're thankful for creation. They're thankful for their church families. There are a lot of answers like that. And it's great to see that people have their priorities straight. But I was hoping for more variety, so I kept letting them come in. I even pushed a few people who said, I'm just thankful for so much. So I went back and asked, so much that you can't mention a few? 
And I've asked them, what exactly are you thankful for? I had some people which said I could go on with a lot more, but I'll stop here. And I said, why stop here? Go on. And they gave me some more funny answers, which was great. So I pushed a bit more, and I got answers such as family, their children, their spouse. And specifically, one person or a few put their faithful spouse. And that is a great thing to be thankful for today. If we have so many spouses who are unfaithful to each other. I don't think I need to go into great detail on that today, but we realize that marriage and families are under attack by Satan. But he just realizes that if he can get in there, if he can wedge in there, he can split up families. And when you split up families, you split them away from God's purpose for their lives. You split them away from what is important to God. God loves family. And it also causes children to leave the faith. And the adults as well, as they leave, as they split up due to unfaithfulness, due to sin, they leave their faith. And we need people to remind you marriage is important. Families are important. And don't take the risk. Don't let the sin in. I, I somewhat joke, but it's a true story. There's a sermon I once heard where the pastor used the example, don't let Satan in the bedroom. Don't let him put a barrier in that bed in between the husband and the wife. The husband and wife should be together. Don't let Satan get in the way of that marriage. A few more good and serious answers I had were such as a job. People are thankful for their jobs, employment, money to be able to provide for their families, to be able to buy food, to be able to help other people with food. And then they also mentioned their freedoms, military, their friends, and their health. But I pushed it a bit further to see how much how much more um, fun we could have with this. And it got expanded to such things as food. So who here is thankful for food? We can all raise our hand in church, right? We can raise our hand and praise God too. But they were thankful for food, and especially on this week and on that day of Thanksgiving, they were thankful for Thanksgiving food and for cooking with their friends, with their family. I'm thankful to see my kids helping my wife bake and cook. And I even got to do a little bit, but... I mainly just did breakfast so I could stay out of her way. One person then mentioned Dairy Queen. She was thankful for Dairy Queen. I think it's a funny answer, but I think we all can realize we're thankful for ice cream. And I've seen that a lot with Bloomer Baptist Church, by the way. I think every get-together I've been part of here has ice cream involved. And then lastly, um, one person mentioned chocolate. They're thankful for chocolate. And I just love the honesty there. Because there's so many things that we should be thankful for that we don't realize. As Jessica's video showed, and it brought tears to my eyes, so I can be emotional at times, but it brought tears to my eyes. Because we don't think, even myself, I try to watch that video, I didn't think to pray, wow, I'm thankful I can wiggle my toes. I'm thankful I can wake up and open my eyes and see, especially now, after the recent injury that I had in my eye a couple weeks ago. But there's so many things we don't realize we're thankful for, and we need to have a spirit, not just of thankfulness, but a spirit of gratefulness. And then one person also mentioned they were thankful for the many lessons learned, the many struggles that they've had and they've been able to conquer, they've been able to get past. Because there's struggles, there's trials, there's things that you have to get through in life They help make you realize you need that dependency upon God. And they strengthen your relationship with Him. Now, some of you may be hoping now that I'm not going to ask any of you to give me an example. I'm not going to. 
But I don't know about you. I'm a lot of people are those type of people that when you're at Thanksgiving, everybody's going around the table. Hey, share what you're thankful for. They think, oh no, I hate this time. And, I, and maybe I can be that way. I think, oh no, we're going to do one of those silly traditional things again. And it's not that it's not a good thing. It really is a great thing. I think it's just because it can seem so fake. It's not routine. And we need to make it routine. We need to make it part of our everyday life. So the, all, often the answers are just not sincere. And that's why we think, oh no, Uncle Bobby's over there going to say what he's thankful for. Yet look what he just did on Facebook yesterday. Whatever it is, that's reality. This is a great downfall and a problem in our lives because we're reminded in Scripture time and time again to focus on these things, to focus on the things that we're thankful for and the, and the things that God has done in our life. So in Philippians 4.8, read this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then one extra I didn't put on there, but it's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, tells us this. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you. So I see some people kind of out there frantically trying to take notes or trying to find where I'm at. So I, I should make a quick note to you guys. I've never been one to do fill-in-the-blank notes. And that may change with time. Maybe we'll even change next week. I think the biggest reason comes out of our own personal backgrounds and personal history. And I'm a guy that don't like to, doesn't like to fill in the blanks because I like to take a lot of notes. And the fill in the blanks just get in my way. So I apologize if you're used to a fill in the blank. But I also don't like those because I want to, your notes to come from what impacts you. How is God talking to you in your life today? What is it that you need to be grateful for, you need to be thankful for? If something I write down to be, be a fill-in-the-blank may not work for you. Now, with that said, you can look here at the slides, and a lot of those are easy, natural notes. You can just write down Philippians 4a. Whatever is honorable, focus on that. So you can take easy notes that way, but whatever comes to mind. Also, I pretty much preach word for word. So if anybody ever just wants my notes, I'm happy to send them to you. So with that said, 1 Thessalonians again 5, 16 to 18, since I did not write it up there, was rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Rejoice always. That doesn't always look like our lives. We're not always acting thankful for everything and rejoicing over it and thanking God and being grateful for those things. Too often... And I, I kind of wanted to show a video clip from Charlie Brown or from Winnie the Pooh because I, I, I picture Charlie Brown, he's always just kind of walk around like this, and maybe that's just the type of cartoon it was back then. But I don't know, when I walk around, I kind of got pumped to my step. I'm happy, I'm excited to be alive, I'm excited we will praise God that day to serve Him, to meet people and spend time with people. I'm a very relational person. I love to spend time with people and to be involved in their lives. And I wanted to show the video clip of Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and them gathering around the table and talking about what they're thankful for and giving a little bit of a history about Thanksgiving. I chose not to show a video, and I'm glad I didn't because I think all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You can picture that. 
But then I think of Winnie the Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh was a little bit better. He, he kind of had it, a little pumped his step, he even kind of kicked his feet a little bit as he walked. But in Winnie the Pooh, he also had Eeyore. He was always kind of down on his life, wagging his tail as he walked, woe is me, the world's against me, life is terrible. But that's not what God wants for us. God wants us to be thankful and to live thankful lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 again says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Does this look like your life? As Christians, we have so much to be thankful for. But sometimes we lose focus as we get distracted by our often overly busy lives. And we all need to be reminded or encouraged to focus on what is right. Because God should be the, fo the focus of our lives, the number one thing. And we get focused on so many other things that ultimately don't matter and takes our attention off of the number one thing that does. It's not a problem to focus on those other things as well as long as you give your attention to the one that does matter first. So whatever it is, maybe it's your job, maybe it's friends, maybe it's books, maybe it's movies, maybe it's the Packers game, which today is until tonight, so I was told I can preach all day as long as we're done. But whatever it is, even good things can become bad when they take your attention off of the number one thing that matters, which is God. So we're going to look right now to Matthew chapter 5. If you can turn there, Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, I want to just look to this example as we think about what are we thankful for. And then as we move towards a spirit of gratefulness. So please turn to Matthew 5, 1 to 12, which is the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. And for context purposes, I'm actually going to start at 423 if you want to follow along. Okay, so Matthew, starting at 4.23. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him on the sick. They brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Seeing the crowds now, he went up, he went up the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Pretty powerful scripture there. We're going to reread it and look at it a little bit more in a moment. But we have a way of being thankful in good times. 
We have a way of remembering, especially this time of year and this week, what to be thankful for. Next week, we're going to start a study just looking at the Advent and what does it mean up until Christmas and Christmas Eve. But now we're focusing, because of Thanksgiving, on what are we thankful for. And I think it's important to look at this because too often we only look at this this time of year. We need a reminder that we should be thankful every day of the year. We should be working on our spirit or our attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. When we're around a table full of food, surrounded by friends and family, when everything is going great in our life, it's easy to remember those things. But what about the rest of the days? So we have a great reminder in Matthew here from Jesus himself about how we're blessed in all these different situations. He wants to spend time with us. All of us. Jesus didn't come to just see the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day, but he came to spend time with all of them. With the sinners, with the hurting, with the diseased, with everybody. Because he cares for them. And he reminds them here that they are blessed. But what exactly are the Beatitudes? And what does it mean to be blessed? I wanted to give a little bit of attention to that before we look at the, bl the blessed a little bit more. So these Beatitudes are announcements. And you move on to the next slide there. The Beatitudes are announcements to certain individuals on just how fortunate they are. And one more, actually. So the Beatitudes are announcements to certain individuals about how grateful they are. But it's not just to those people of the day. These are announcements to us, too. To remember how blessed we are. But what exactly does it mean to be blessed? I dug a little bit deeper there because sometimes we just take words for granted. And it's good to remember that another word for blessed is that they're happy. They are blessed, they're happy. And in Greek, the word for blessed is makarios. Makarios. Let's see. Next slide there, you can see the spelling. So, they're blessed, they're happy. In Greek, the word is makarios. They're at the bottom. And it describes as a believer as being in an enviable, fortunate position from receiving God's provisions, their favor. So I'm not sure if you caught that, but I want to make sure you did, that you are envied. And I don't think we ever think about that, that we're envied. People look to us and they want what we've got. We have God's favor and God's provisions. A lot of times, again, we want to think, woe is me. We want to think, oh no, look at what's going on in my life. And like the guy in that prayer or the video that said, Lord, help me, I'm struggling. But we fail to see all the blessings we have to be happy about. We fail to see that we are envied. Or are we envied? You see, we're envied because of what we have. So we're envied because we have a relationship with God. And that's how we get the provisions as well. We get the provisions because of that relationship with God. But do you have a right relationship with God? Because I think there's a difference. You have a right relationship with God when you're not just thinking about the things of God. That's great. But God wants us to put it into action. God wants us to live it. Not just think it, but speak it. And as we're thinking it and speaking it, now other people know what we got. A lot of people in the world, they envy you because they want what you have, but they don't really know what exactly it is that you have. People in the world are looking for hope. They're looking for the joy. 
They're looking for the light, but they're not always looking in the right places. <clears throat> so I've had people walk up to me and they've asked, Patrick, why are you always so happy? What's going on? It's Monday morning. It's way too early for you to be so happy. I'm able to share with them what I have and then talk to them about how they get that as well. <clears throat> so here in Matthew, we're reminded that Jesus cares about all of us. Maybe you feel less than fortunate, lost, depressed, angered. Maybe this week you struggle finding what are you thankful for. Maybe that's why you hope on Thanksgiving or today, man, I hope they don't ask me to share what I'm thankful for. Maybe you're like that guy. I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm thankful for. Well, that's why I wanted to start and focus a lot of time on the Beatitudes. So let's look to those just once more as we look towards what it means to be blessed. Life will be hard. You may go through unfortunate times, but you must not focus on the circumstances, but instead focus on God. For you truly are fortunate, and you are blessed beyond belief, beyond what we deserve. You're envied, and you have God's favor on your side. We're sinners saved by grace. We deserve nothing but punishment and torture and hell because we turn our faces away from God, our Creator, our Father, every day. But we have a Father that cares so much for us that He sent His Son to die for us. And we're thankful for that today. So, as we look over this, <clears throat> back to Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, and starting at verse 1, Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. I just wanted to stop there for just a moment and just focus. Can you imagine what it would be like to have Jesus right in front of you? But not just that. Jesus saw the crowds to what I'm sure he's getting used to by now. All these crowds are following him around here everywhere. And a lot of them had the wrong intentions. They're following him because they wanted to see the next miracle, the next exciting thing. Oh no, what's he going to do today? But nonetheless, Jesus saw the crowds coming and he sat down in front of them. And just like this, he taught his people. Now this was a common practice of the day as rabbis would sit down with their, their students that they were mentoring to teach them. I won't sit down the rest of the time if you guys won't be able to see me. But I did find out I can see the clock from over here. So that's a good thing for you guys. So, but I want you to focus on that. Jesus sat down with the people. So I was joking this week, and it, and it really is a joke, so don't take this seriously. But into my office, we have three different doors. And we joke that if I hear somebody coming in, I've got two points of exit. <laughs> So I tell you that, and I won't do it. But I tell you that because Jesus, you see, he had a choice. And obviously he had a choice. He's God. But he had this choice to sit down or to ignore them or to just walk the other way and I'm too good for you. I'm God. I'm the son of God. Or he could have played a game of hide and seek. I had a video clip I kind of wanted to show you guys this morning. I decided not to. But it showed, it showed um, Peter and the disciples looking for Jesus, and, and they find Jesus, and then and I think it was Peter said, Jesus, I, I was looking for him, I couldn't find you. And basically they were, they were making this example like Jesus was playing hide and seek, and they all got funny voices, and Jesus says, I just didn't want to see you right now. But the great thing about that video and what I thought to show you is it illustrates 
that Jesus didn't play a game of hide-and-seek. Jesus made himself available to us. God made his son available to us so much by having him born on this earth, as we look to that in the next months, and to then grow up a sinless, perfect life to die for us. Jesus doesn't play a game of hide-and-seek, and that, again, is another thing to have a spirit of gratefulness for. We have Jesus. He made himself a person and available to us. Verse 2. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the meek. I'm sorry. Blessed are those who mourn. <laughs> I'm still skipping. Verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So let's just stop there for just a moment. I want you to pay attention to what these things are. These things are all things that the world wants to tell us are bad things. Oh man, you're poor in spirit. You're depressed. You're upset. Oh man, you're in a time of mourning. You're going through some issues. That sucks. You've got a bad life. Um, blessed are the meek, the weak. Oh man, you can't get anywhere in life unless you're conquering, unless you're trampling over everybody else to get up the chain of command, whether it be job or whatever it is. The world has different sets of answers to these things. But here Jesus reminds us not to think, woe is me. Not to think, I'm not good enough. Not to think, oh, my life's terrible, I can't do anything. But we're reminded here, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It goes on, but you see the point. The world has one belief, one standard. We have another belief. We have another view, and the view comes from knowing God. We know that no matter what we're going through in life, we can be thankful, we can be, we can be grateful, because we have Jesus. We have the Spirit within us. We have God, the Creator of everything. To be able to help us through whatever we're going through. To give us wisdom. To speak through us. And help us in times that we don't know what words to say. And even as we pray. And if we pray like that man did. Lord help me I'm struggling. If we don't know what to say. Because we're just hurting so bad. God's word tells us that the spirit groans for us. On our behalf. God and the spirit are constantly in communication. They are one. The trinity. And we have this power within us that we need to not forget. For we are blessed in good times and bad. So maybe struggle with a certain one of these. Maybe it's a lack of confidence. Oh man, I'm not feeling too blessed. I'm weak. Which one is it? I think it's good for you to know your weaknesses. Know where you struggle. But don't focus on it in a way that gets you down. Focus on it in the way that it helps you to get past it. Focus on it in a way that helps you to help other people. And remember that you are blessed. But I'm going to move forward here to look what is the difference between thankfulness and gratefulness. After all, that's the title of this message, is A Spirit of Gratefulness. The Oxford Dictionary defines the word thankful as being pleased and relieved. 
That's a great filling, being pleased and relieved, but that's just the point. They are just fillings. Where now if we transition to gratefulness, the Oxford Dictionary defines gratefulness as showing an appreciation of kindness. I want I, I highlighted my notes. I don't think I did here. Oh, I did. Showing. So we have thankfulness is a filling. It's a great thing on Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? What are you pleased about? What are you relieved over? Knowing you have a house, a roof over your head, family, friends. But gratefulness now is an action. So I would consider that step two of thankfulness because they work together, but now you're going to go beyond yourself or even with yourself. You're going to make a difference. You're going to do something to show how thankful you are. And it starts within you, but then it goes beyond you. So let's turn to Ephesians 5, 19 to 20, our main passage I want you to remember today. And it will be on the board there as well for you on the slides. Ephesians 5, again, starting at 18. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Allow that soak in for just a few seconds. Look at those words. Be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, psalms, singing. Does that passage sound like you? Probably not. Maybe you got part of that together. Or maybe depending on the day, you do a good job. But I think we can all work on this. So here we're really getting into the spirit of gratefulness. What is the action behind your thankfulness? What are you doing with your life? This is my one point, my takeaway, my one thing or idea that I really want you to take home with you. And the reason I saved this passage for last is because I want you to remember it throughout the week. I really want to pound it into your head. Let's not just be thankful, but force yourself to have a spirit or attitude of gratefulness. Not just a feeling, but an action. An action that spreads to others. What would it look like to greet one another and address one another in such a way as we're told to here in Ephesians? So, if you look at those verses again, flip back in my notes. Be filled with the Spirit. I think it's important to remember that first, as you have the Spirit within you, the Spirit naturally wants to and desires to keep that relationship with God right. So it's going to want to be connected with God through prayer, through meditation, through being in His Word, through being of a right mind. But it also comes down to the Spirit wants to do God's work, their work, within us and to other people. The Spirit wants us to be singing giving thanks, being grateful and humbly submitting to one another. These are only a few examples of what it means to allow the Spirit to work in our lives. There's many ways we allow the Spirit to work. But I look at that verse, and I, I kind of, I like to make fun of it, but I think it's a great thing. I've done it to people just to be funny. It says, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. But before that, it says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, in spiritual songs. What does that mean? So does that mean that every morning you wake up, you grab 
Brian Songchi. And as people are walking at the door, we don't just shake their hand. We, we start singing to them. Count your blessings one by one. I'm not going to sing. I didn't hear it my wife. But are we singing as we see people? Amazing grace. Okay, mine's going blank. I don't have anything else to sing already. But the point is made. Do we sing to people? Is that what this is talking about? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it depends on having a proper timing and a proper place for everything. That's what we're doing today. We're singing to one another. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. But I think it, it goes beyond that. As it talks about addressing one another. Maybe it's also talking about teaching one another. Encouraging one another. And as you know somebody is struggling, remembering what they're thankful for, remind them. As you see somebody, encourage them. Share a Bible verse with them. Share a passage of Scripture with them. What do your actions look like? How do you treat your neighbors, your family, your co-workers, strangers? Do you treat them in a way which shows them how they too may be blessed, just like you? Matthew 5.44 tells us, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. God doesn't want us to simply think about His love. But instead, we should be talking about His love. He wants us to live a life of action. John 3.30 tells us, He must increase, and I must decrease. Words to live by. Words to remember that we must decrease. And allow God to increase. His presence to increase in our lives. We should be encouraging one another, just as Ephesians tells us to. Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, psalms, spiritual psalms. Teaching one another and helping one another goes together. Through this, we're able to help ourselves, but it's not selfish, and we're glorifying God and doing what He commands. Our hope, which is found in Jesus Christ, is one we should be sharing with each other as we remind them what they can be blessed with as well. If you're truly saved and believe what you say you believe, you should want the whole world to know what you got and who, how you got it. So we're going to train for gratitude this week. And you can start today. So to wrap up, I have three points for you. Three things to remember. Three things to force yourself to remember who you serve. And number one. Number one is count your blessings as you remind yourself of all you have to be thankful for. Reminding yourself you are blessed even in your struggles. As you work on this, you should be in God's Word daily and praying to Him, thanking Him for these very blessings that you're being reminded of. Don't you go to God when you need something, but instead count your blessings as you remind yourself of all you have to be thankful for. Reminding yourself you are blessed. Even in your struggles, as we read in the Beatitudes, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, for we have a God that cares about us. We have a God that loves us. Number two, turn your thankfulness into gratefulness and help others to see all the blessings that you have in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we have number one, which is focusing more on ourselves and being grateful, being thankful. But then we have number two, which turns it into an action that's looking outside of ourselves. Turn your thankfulness into gratefulness to help others to see the blessings that they too may have. Talk to people. Sing to them. Encourage them. 
Live life with them, and when the opportunity presents itself, teach them through God's word and the gospel. Can you imagine the impact you have on somebody's life if you walk up to them and start singing to them? It'll be memorable. Maybe it'll be a little better than what I did, but it will be memorable. So go up to somebody and sing with, with them. You know, if nothing else, it'll give them a smile, it'll give them a laugh, or maybe they'll back off and say, what is going on with this dude? And you'll be able to say, this is why I'm singing today. Number three, glorify God in all you do. So we focused on allowing the Spirit to be one with God, working, remembering our thankfulness. And I guess these aren't quite in any order, because you can do all of these together at the same time. But glorify God in all you do. Allow me to close with just three verses as the worship team comes up to start preparing. 1 Corinthians 10.31, which many of you know by heart. Whether you eat or drink or whatever else you do, do all to the glory of God. John 10.30, he must increase, I must decrease. And then finally, our passage to remember for this week. Ephesians 5, 18, 21. Be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another out of the reverence of Christ. Remember, you are blessed. Now show your spirit of gratefulness to everyone. Today, this week, and for the next months as we go into the Christmas season and every day after that.